Welcome to Name of Session. Rethinking Outreach by Partnering with Your Community with Name of Presenter. That's me, Aaron DeLong. Serving as our presenter today, we are in Science Room 163. And uh, please be aware that there is coffee available in Gray's Chapel Lobby where the main sessions are being held. The restrooms are just outside of the door to the left. If you're just getting to this building for the first time, men's and women's are just around the corner there for you, okay? Uh, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Aaron DeLong. I'm the lead pastor and church planner of Simple Church. Uh, we planted in Reynoldsburg, Ohio in 2013. And uh, I'm going to give you some uh, welcome to the Rethinking Outreach by partnering with your community. Um, something I want you to have right up front are ways to get a hold of me. This is my email address and our website. Uh, I encourage you to take a look at them and to use them as a resource. If you'd like to steal everything we've got on our website that you like, it's, that's fine. Um, we'd love to talk to you about that stuff too. But uh, Aaron at SimpleChurchOhio.com. So the website is, for the recording, those that are listening, um, is www.MySimpleChurch.com. Okay, and at this time, let's welcome Aaron DeLong. Yeah! <laughs> Now, I have to do something because um, I'm, I think I'm just really vain and I have issues, but I'm going to take a selfie with all of you, so that's what's going to happen here. Let me, let, me, let me get this turned around. And that's not my good side. Hang on a second. Well, we're just, we're just going to do it. Everybody wave hi. Cool. Sorry, I've got, I've got issues. It's just my, it's my thing. It's my thing. I'm honest about it, yeah. Yeah, that'll go up on Facebook and I'll... Not tag any of you. Uh, you can tag yourself. I'm on Facebook. So, okay, so welcome to um, Rethinking Outreach by Partnering with Your Community. Uh, I, I have a, like a, a, a whole talk laid out for you today. Um, being a church planner, we kind of jump in to, to, I don't know, investing in a community and loving on a community. And uh, you, you jump in, you say, all right, I, I want to love these people, I want to love this community. And sometimes you start off as a church planner with a lot of money. You get, you know, there's, there's guys I know that started out with 60 grand. There's guys that start out with 120 grand, even more than that, double those kind of budgets. And that's how they started their church. So they were able to have like super awesome events. They were able to have really big blow up things that tons of people came to. And their first service was 500 people. And people talk about them and say, man, they're blowing it up, right? That was not my story at all. We started off with $10,000, and we launched our church, Simple Church, in a funeral home. Come on now. So, so briefly our story is, is that I believe God called us to Reynoldsburg. He called me to Reynoldsburg. He called me to the 55,000 people that call that place home. And, uh, and that's my hometown, that's where I'm from, that's where I lived, and I'm thankful that God didn't call me far, because <laughs> I didn't have to sell my house like a lot of church planners did, but God said, all right, I gave you that comfort, but I'm not going to give you any money to start this thing, okay? And so as a church plant, when we first started, we went knocking on doors to try to find places to go into. We went to strip malls that had been empty for several years, and they said, nope, we don't want to have you here because you're not going to bring business through the rest of the week. Makes sense. That's fine. Even though I tried to negotiate, I used every Jewish bone in my body to negotiate, but you understand, you're not getting any money, and I'm going to offer you some, right? Not all, by the way, because I did mention the Jewish bones in my body, right? And so, if you're Jewish, please don't be offended. I'm Jew-ish, so... Should be okay, we shall be okay. 
and some of you are like, where are we at right now? <laughs> is this guy a comedian or is he a pastor? I'm a pastor, I'm a both, I'm both of those. Um, but, but we tried to get into the strip malls. They wouldn't have us. We went to an old Hooters building. They were emptied, vacated. We said, we'd like to take this over. I thought it'd be really awesome to have the tide buckets on the little zip lines that they zip the orders back. So I said, we're just going to leave those intact, guys. This is going to be really, really great. We can just whoo, zip it back into the office and nobody has to, has to mess with that. And they said, no, we'd rather not have a church in here. And so they bulldozed it. They bulldozed it. And so I began to question, God, did you really call me to this community? You've sent me with no money. I even went into another building that was like, the walls were filled with mold. It was, a, it was a beautiful building. would have been incredible. It was an old restaurant. And we walked into this place and I said, man, this is really great. You know what? I'm a 501c3. Why don't you just give it to me instead of me paying for it? And, and the, real, the realtor laughed. I laughed. And then we never spoke again after that. It just... <laughs> So I began to question, God, what did, what did you call me here to do? And then, and then we had a conversation with some other church planters and found out that there was a funeral home in town that had helped two other churches in the past, back in the 80s, and then one just a year prior to us, they, they had spent some time there. And so I reached out to them and they said, yes, we'll have you. Come on in and take a look at the property. And so we did. And, uh, and, and when we got in there... Uh, we, we, we were so excited about it. I said, I would love to have this place. What, what is it going to cost? And she said, well, we want to be a blessing to you. And I said, that's great. But what is it going to cost? And she said, well, we want to be a blessing to you. And I said, I get that. I was going to get the blessing anyway. Remember the Jewish bones I talked about? I was going to get, but what is it going to cost me? Like 50% off, 75% off? You know, I kind of worked my way up on that. And, uh, and she said, no, we're not going to charge you a dime to be here. And so as a church planner, we were blessed with the facility. And uh, we launched our first Sunday, and, and it was 115 people. We did the best we could with money that we had and the resources we have. We have been wise, uh, I would say, and I'm not patting my own back. I have an incredible team, but we have been wise stewards of what God has given us. And we've never complained about what we don't have. Our journey does not look like anybody else's journey. And so you're in this room today because my journey doesn't look like everybody else's. And you're here because you're probably struggling with the same thing. Your journey doesn't look like everybody else's journey. Your church doesn't look like so-and-so's church down the way. The events that you put on does not look like everybody else's. You're like, there's got to be a better way. And there is. And so I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today. But we didn't have a whole lot of money to do a whole lot of events. And so God gave me a vision of what that looked like. Before I get ahead of myself, let me look at my notes. <laughs> let me do this. Before, before I get into, into what I want to talk about, let me, let me ask you, what do you want to get out of this session today? I will let you create the roadmap for today. I do have stuff to talk about, but I'm just as happy to talk about what you want to talk about. So what is it that you want to know today? What do you hope to walk away from this session with? And go. Hands up. Yes. Sure. Sure. Okay. Who else? Nobody wants to know anything. You just came to watch the place burn, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. Teams. I'm assuming you have some difficulty with that. Yes. How to unite churches within your community for a common cause. Excellent. Excellent. What else? These are all things I was going to talk about. I love you. I'm sorry, can you speak up? How to be creative without always reinventing the wheel. Okay. 
Right, all right. Creative. I'm just going to call it creative, and I'm going to call back to you, and you're going to, I'm going to have you say that question again later, okay? Yeah. Who is typically in a community that I can partner with? Oh. So the availability of partners, or who are my partners? Yeah, okay. who are the partners out there in the community? Okay. Great. I was going to talk about that, too. What else? Yes, sir. You got the call now. What? Oh. As in the call to plant. The, the, the call to plant. The call to do community outreach. Okay. okay. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna include that underneath the blueprint. Is that okay? Yeah. It might. Honestly, it was it was Arn Day on Thursday, so doing this is kind of it's kind of killing me a little more than I knew it was going to. So. Next, anybody else? Mm. Okay. Four resources. All right. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to talk about that too. With biz and school. A couple more and then we'll move forward. Yeah, hi. Follow up and plugging people into your church. You know, you do this big event. How do you follow up with them? What's the effective ways to follow up and get them plugged into your church from that event? Yeah, because we got to have a return on our investment, right? Okay. Hi. Yeah, sure. Roadblox. Uh, what works? I don't need you all to be able to read this. I just need to be able to. Okay. I think we've got enough. Everybody satisfied with this? Is anybody burning? Like, I got to know this one. Come on, I'll let you. I'll get let one more. Fantastic. And if you are burning too long, get penicillin. That might help. All right. Now... <laughs> Come on, can we just be people in this room? <laughs> so, so I have a very important question for you. Let's let's start here. Why does your church do outreach? Come on, just give me one give me one person. Why does your church do outreach? Yeah. Okay, that's a great that's a great answer. Anybody say anything other than what she said? Okay, grow your church. Souls. Yep. So so we're gonna grow our church and we're going to reach people with Jesus. That's the reason we do it? Yeah. Raise up leaders and plant churches. Oh, interesting. Okay, raise up leaders and plant churches. When you do, let me see this. When you do outreach, what is your win? When you do outreaches, what is your win? You have a team of people, we're going to do this event. What is your win? Yeah. Make a connection. It's very valid, yeah. Establish relationships. Yes. Meet the needs. These are all great. Absolutely. If your event is, is going to meet a need, you're going to have a larger impact. You are going to establish relationships. I'm sorry, tell me what you said again. Make a connection. connection. You're going to be Jesus on display for these people. Right? Because when we go out, if we're going out just to bring people to our church, we're missing the whole point. Do you want people to come to your church or do you want them to meet Jesus? Oh, that's a... Much bigger question, right? 
Do you want, do you want to meet Jesus? Is that your main concern? Or are you just worried about putting cheeks in the seats of your church? Because I don't care where people go to church in Reynoldsburg. As long as they're lifting up the name of Jesus, that's okay with me. You go where you feel comfortable. You go where you get connected. My concern is that you call on Him as Lord. That's it. That's it. And to answer your question, I'm going to go over here and say, how do you have this This with churches? You have to go in with that attitude. I don't care if they go to my church or they go to your church. Uh-oh. I learned a big word when I became a church planner. They call it ecumenical, right? It's like churches working together. Is that what that means? Anybody tell me that? I think that's what it means, unless I've been using it wrong for the last three years. We're working together. This is not my kingdom. This is not simple church's kingdom. This is God's kingdom. Right? Okay? So let me ask you a few questions here. Why don't you do outreach? Do we have any outreach directors here in the room? Few, okay? Any any of you that serve on outreach outreach teams in this room? Okay. All right. If that's really true, then then we have a lot to talk about because my whole church is responsible for being on the outreach team. There's not a single person that is not called to be on that outreach team. On a regular basis for the events that we do, uh, that we do put on or that we are a part of, my whole church turns out. And we got so many people, they go, wow, you know, next time we're just going to let you guys run this thing. And we do. (laughs) And we do. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me digress. Why don't you do outreach? For those of you that are outreach directors, maybe just, just those of you, why don't you do outreach? I'm going to assume the answer is some kind of limitation. What are your limitations? Cost. Cost. Teams. Teams. And that was your question too, right? Yeah, okay. What are your limitations? Why don't you do outreach? Know how. Know how. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. People are afraid. I heard space. Yeah, like have the space Understood. Understood. Let me let me let me address that in a way that that um, I want to I want to honor what you've said, but I also want to tell you that my space is the whole city. I don't invite people to Simple Church for an outreach. We go. Jesus went. Jesus was in the community. I'm going to blow a few minds and I'm going to hurt a few feelings and step on a few toes. Okay. Yes. Were you just amen or do you have a hand up? Another, another reason yeah. is you tried it before and you really got very few people coming. Mm. Kind of poor, uh, Teams and people attendance, right? People attendance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and on those events you spend buku bucks, right? I, I did this session last year and, a, and a, there was a, a lady who came into the session and I said, well, what kind of outreaches do you do? And she said, well, we do this movie night and we do this. And she talked about the whole thing. And I said, how many people show up to that? She said, about 80. And I said, and how much do you spend on that? She said, about $4,000 a year. And I was like, oh my, $4,000 on 80 people. And are these people new people? Uh, no, they were, they were just our people from the church. So this was not an outreach. This was a party that you threw and you used the church money to do it. Let's just call it what it is, right? Okay. Some of you are going to love me and others of you are going to hate me. I think the limitations are ideas. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to partner. Money, resources, and people. Those are our limitations. 
I think the problem with, and, I, and I'm just, and again, if you're a big church and you do this, please forgive me. But I think the problem with our current outreaches is they are publicity stunts. We do things to get people to come on a, on a Saturday, or even now they're doing them on Sundays. Do you know that? Some churches are canceling services and doing them on Sunday mornings. Because while they're here, we want them to come on a Sunday, and we want them to be a part of it so that next Sunday they're like, well, that's where we were last Sunday, let's just go back. And while I'm sure that makes sense in some people's worlds, it does not make sense to me. I'm not, I'm not looking for church attenders, I'm looking for Christ followers, right? It's, it's just a different approach. I, 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 can't, I can't, in my heart, I, I want to dog it, but I can't. You're like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that because this is the path God's put me on. So if you're on the path of that big publicity stunt and you're getting results, God bless you for being able to do it right. And God bless you for having the right heart in it. But I think they're big publicity stunts. A couple years ago, well, I guess it's probably nine years ago, Oprah did a, a publicity stunt. She gave everybody that came to the show cards. Does anybody remember this? Does anybody remember what the car was? Who said that? Who said the Pontiac G6? It was a Pontiac G6. Who else said Pontiac G6? So three people in this whole room remember what the, what the prize was. But everybody remembers that Oprah did it. That's my point. They all come to these big events, but they don't remember why they were there. They don't care who put it on. They don't care what the prize was. They just remembered that something happened sometime with that place. It's publicity stunts. We have to be careful that the reason that we're doing it is not just to put cheeks in our seats. It's not just to fill our buildings. We have to approach outreach in a different way. Because stunts don't express a purpose, cause, or belief. And with no clear sense of why, there is nothing you will gain but publicity. So do we want people to come to know Jesus or just come to our church? So let me tell you what happened for us. No money. We wanted to do a big event. In our first year, we did. A few months after we opened, we spent a uh, little over $1,000 and did an event. We held it in the park. We called it Refresh Reynoldsburg. And it was a flop. We maybe had 15 people outside of our church show up for this event. We booked three separate bands. We had free popcorn, free food. We had a kickball tournament. We had a 100-foot slip and slide. Now, that was awesome. Let me just tell you that. That was cool. Newspaper came out, and the only thing they could take pictures of was a slip and slide because wasn't nobody doing anything else there. We had inflatables. We spent all this money. We spent all this time advertising. Nobody showed up. We were doing our own event. And part of the reason that very few people showed up is because there was a torrential downpour that lasted all morning long. We actually have a joke around Simple Church is that if we do any kind of event that is outdoors, it will rain all day long. And it does every single time. So what we learned from that lesson is that you know, we, that hurt. How many of you have ever done an outreach that cost you a lot of money and you had very little people show up? Your return on investment was not high. Even if you were just looking for that exposure, you didn't get it because of one thing or another, something that was outside of your control. And so, we decided to hem ourselves in from, from that kind of pain. And we decided to become one of. This is the vision that God gave me. He said, you're going to become one of. One of the community. You're going to become part of them. The way you do that is go out into the community and find out what it is they need. I tell them on our website, I tell a story of of some Indian missionaries. They went to India. 
And there were two separate groups of missionaries that went. The first one went and they brought tents and music and education and health. They brought Jesus. It was amazing. They blew in, they blew up, they blew out. They saved many. That was awesome. They needed that. But the other missionaries walked into this, to one of the cities and they said, we've got health, we've got Jesus, we've got education, we've got food, we've got all this stuff. But what is it that you need? Oh, that's a different question. Because while we perceive what they need, they, they may actually need something else. And you know what that one city said to those Indian missionaries? They said, we need a post office box. See, in India, if you don't have a post office box or if you don't have a mailbox, you're not on the map. You don't get government assistance. You don't get any kind of help. You're not a recognized city. What that city needed more than anything, more than they needed food, more than they needed all of that stuff, was an identity. And so the Indian missionaries spent two years because it took that long. All the paperwork, all the bureaucracy, all the stuff, but they got them a mailbox. And you know what? They didn't win a few in that city. They won the entire city. My goal and what I'm called to is reach the entire city of Reynoldsburg. I'm not called to a few. I got a 55,000 mark in my sights. You say, how many people come to your church? Well, that's not what we want to talk about right now. We're still working on how all that works out. But let me tell you how God's given us to do it and what He's positioned us for as we talk through all that, okay? We decided we were going to be a blessing to this community and we were going to do that by being one of. And so one of the first things I did, and I'm going to address this, this is how you do it. I took the mayor to lunch. I leveraged one of my relationships and I said, hey, you're in the chamber, aren't you? She said, yeah. I said, can you get me a lunch with the mayor? And she said, yeah, he's a friend of mine. I took the mayor to lunch. I bought him and her lunch. And I said, what is your greatest need in this community? Because well, you'd think the mayor would know, right? And he did. He said 50% of the kids in our schools are on reduced or free lunch. or Reduced fee or free lunches. That means that our poverty level is at that level in Reynoldsburg. He said, I'm concerned that the kids aren't eating on the weekends. That we're feeding them throughout the week. The schools are. But what are they eating on the weekends? So the first thing that Simple Church did was we found a food pantry. We did not become a food pantry. No, 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 no. See, no, no, no. See, that costs way too much money to do all that because we didn't have that. So we found a food pantry and we support them. We send them volunteers. And so here's what it looks like today. I'm on the board of the food pantry. I was invited to do that. My people serve there on a regular basis. People support them personally on a monthly basis. When you come into our services, you can give and give directly to the food pantry. Oh, and we're the only church in the entire city of Reynoldsburg that has the food pantry built into our monthly budget. We give 2% of every dollar that comes in to the food pantry. We've been intentional about that, and that food pantry has grown. Guess where that food pantry has moved as of last week? Right next door to Simple Church. We're in warehouse space. They took the they took they took the uh, the warehouse right next to us. That's that's not an accident, folks. That's not an accident. We asked the city, "What what do you need?" And so after that was a success. We said, "Man, this is this is really great." I reached out to the pastors. I got everybody's phone number. You want to know how to build relationships? Be relational. I reached out to every single pastor in the area. I'm sure I'm supposed to be clicking something here. 
Yeah, what do you hope to learn? Why do outreach? Why don't you do outreach? I, I don't know. Are we okay if we don't do this? Yeah, alright. guess I'm, I'm not even looking at my notes anymore, so we'll get there. But I reached out to the pastors, and the pastors that would respond to me, because pastors are busy guys, don't be offended if they don't call back. But the ones that did, I took them to lunch. And I got to know them. I found out there was a ministerial association in my area. If there's not one, start one, please. I found out that the Heart Food Pantry that we partnered with was actually started by the Ministerial Association. Now that was five years ago and they haven't done anything since. So as the time has gone by, you know what's happened in the last few weeks? God spoke spoke a word to my heart and He said, Aaron, these relationships that you've built through all the outreaches that you've been doing, it's time to begin influencing the influencers. See, I'm a young guy on the block. There's pastors been doing doing what they've been doing in Reynoldsburg for 30 years. But I sat down with them the last two meetings I've had and I said, guys... We need to be an organization of guys that isn't just meeting, talking about how big our budgets are, talking about what sermon series we're doing. How about we begin to talk about what resources we have and what we offer the community? And how about we start putting that out there in the public eye and we join together? So we're building a website. I paid for some advertisement and I'm influencing the influencers. I have pastors that have been doing this longer than I have that are looking at me going, lead us, show us how to do this. It's incredible to me. What happens if you just reach out? Ask them for lunch. Tell them I want to buy you lunch. That gets a lot of people to the table. Because ain't nobody buying pastor's lunch. We buy lunches for a lot of people. Very few people buying a pastor lunch. And ask them, how can I serve you? Ask them. Create those relationships. And then after I did that, we began to look at our calendar. The city of Reynoldsburg's calendar, because we said, you know what, we're spending way too, we spent way too much money on Refresh Reynoldsburg. That hurt. We're not going to do that again. Why don't we do this? Why don't we become one of and just join what they're doing? So we called up Parks and Recs. Your, your city has a Parks and Recs department, and they put on all kinds of events. So I called them up, and I said, hey, this event you've got coming up, Breakfast with the Bunny, Breakfast with Santa, Christmas on the Town. Halloween party. Some of y'all are like, you know, that's a big no-no. I'm telling you what, that's a big yes-yes. I'm not going to hell. I love Jesus. And I go to that Halloween party every year and we love on people. And we showed up in force. We show up with so many people. I give every person that comes to our church a free Simple Church t-shirt. And I say, when you come to the event, wear one of those. We also sell them too. But wear one of those, because I know you got one. And when we show up with as many people as we do, people assume that we're the ones running the event. <laughs> Come on now. People talk about that Halloween party was off the hook. You see Simple Church running that thing? <laughs> we are at every single location and people see us. I had the Parson Rex director. He said, man, he said, I don't know if you know what you're doing or not, but you sure are persistent. I said, that's true. I don't know what I'm doing and I am persistent. I am stubborn. <laughs> We're going to show up and we're going to do this thing. So we did. We've been faithful. We cook pancakes. Serve them at the breakfast with the bunny. At the breakfast with Santa. I was Santa one year. They give us the whole event. They're like, will you please be part of it? And you know what they did? They sent out postcards to every single house in Reynoldsburg advertising that event. Guess whose logo they put right smack dab on the front of that? <laughs> do you know how much I paid for that? That. Made every part of my Jewish bones happy. We have stewarded our relationships. 
We've been faithful to them. And you can do this too. Your excuses of not having the money, not having the resources, not having the people, man, get a vision for what it can look like if you partner with your community. It costs us nothing to partner with our community. To show up and say, what do you need? How can we serve you? And guess what? That breakfast with Santa wasn't even an event until we came along. And they said, and the city emails me and says, Aaron, we want to do this event and we need help. Can you help us? Yep, sure can. We welcome other churches to join us. In fact, because of, of the impact that we've made in our community, because of, of the way that we've done things, there was another church that was just like us. They were like, we don't know how to do this. They said, how do you get people to come? I said, well, the, the whole church is expected to come. Why, why wouldn't they go? Are you creating that culture that when we serve, we look most like Jesus? Do they understand that when you're out there serving that community, that that's when the picture of Jesus is complete? You look most like Him when you're serving others. And so our people go. They serve. Now, not everybody comes out to every single event. Sometimes, man, I'm thankful not everybody does. Because some people, you know, they cray-cray. And they show up in these things and you don't... You are just like, you get there to that event and you're like, thank God they did not come. I am so glad. (laughs) But when we have more than we need and we're having to double up at those places, people say, man, this is impressive. How do you get people to do it? I don't know. We just love Jesus. We love this community. We have t-shirts that say, we love this city. Because we do. We love this city. So we found ways to partner. Somebody asked me, how do you get into the schools? I'll tell you what I did. Called up principals. Sat down with them. Hey, how can we serve you as a church? See, churches come to a community and they want you to come. Come to our event. Come to our extravaganza. Come to our party. Come to our dinner. Please stop doing the dinners. They're not that tasty. And people aren't coming. It's just your church people. Go be a part of the community dinners. Go be part. Go be one of. Go find out what they need. I told you some of you wouldn't like me when I was done. Go be part of, of what they're doing. So I asked, this, 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 stop, stop trying to take and start trying to give. You'll have your opportunity to leverage those relationships and take, but be a giver. Be moved by compassion like Jesus was. See, Jesus was out among the people. And over and over again, it says, and Jesus saw and then he was moved by compassion. And that's when miracles happen. You cannot, you cannot see the needs of the people hemmed in your walls in your church. Get out there where you're uncomfortable. If the Halloween party makes you uncomfortable, that's probably where you need to be. So one of the, one of the ways that we found to leverage our relationship with the schools, one of the, one of the principals said, you know, what we could really use is, we, could, we, could, we would really love for you to adopt us. I said, well, what does that look like? See, they'll tell you what they need. You don't have to be creative. you just got to listen. They said, we, we would love for you to adopt us. And I said, well, all right, tell me what that looks like. She said, well, basically, we have needs within our school that a principal needs to act on but doesn't have the finances to act on it. She told me stories of kids that were coming to school that did not have clean clothes because they were living in a garage at the time. She told me another story of a young man who, when he gets excited or anxious, he, he urinates. And he's supposed to have a bag with him at all times for clean clothes. But when they went to change his clothes, they found the same pants that he had urinated in the day before. So there was nothing clean. She said, Aaron, I don't want to ever have any of my students in a situation where they are embarrassed like that again. Never again. She said, but I don't have discretionary funds 
to love on them. She said, will you help me love on them? Will you just be willing to give us, to adopt us? And I said, yep. You know how much it costs me a month to love on that school and to make an impact like we're making? $100 a month. It's nothing. We're a church that's committed to giving back 10%. We, we regularly give back between 13 and 15% to missions, to our communities, to church planners. We, we do that. We tithe on every dollar that comes in and we give it out. And we always give more. Since the day we opened, so we'll be a church that gives and not takes. We'll be a church that is a blessing. And so I have seen time and time again where we've been able to bless them. Our $100 this month went to a math, uh, a math thing that's happening on Monday night. So I don't even understand the event. I don't even care. I, I just want to bless you. This is your need. We bought them four $25 gift cards. And she said, Aaron, you know what? See, she's giving me ideas now. She said, if you want to, she said, you can put that in a simple church, like, you know, deck it out in simple church stuff. Like, we don't care. It's a free gift card for them. What are they going to complain? No, this has simple church on it. I don't want it. <laughs> so we went and bought, we bought and made custom gift card holders that says, come as you are on the front and invites them with our information. Oh, if you just listen... Do you know how much it cost me to make like a, a thousand of those? Sixty bucks. Plus the cost of the gift card that goes inside. Look, guys, there's simple ways to do it. Simple ways to partner. You just need to ask and listen. The people will tell you their needs and when you are given that need, if it's bigger than you, then this is when you begin to talk vision to other organizations. We partner with businesses in our community, we've, we, we partner with them. I have had, uh, I, I've had health people come in. I have set up events for them. And said, hey, guys, this person's going to talk on this day. I share it within our circles, within our, our, our community and our church. And I've helped other businesses get started. We, we have helped them. We have partnered with them to do bigger events. We just did something called Reynoldsburg's Got Talent. Trell back here, one one year. Wave hi at everybody, Trell. Look, if you need somebody to do, I, I don't want to call it rap, but the most powerful spoken word you have ever heard, and come and rock your congregation on a Sunday morning, that is the man right there, tskeens.com, T-S-K-E-E-N-S.com. We put on an event called Reynoldsburg's Got Talent. We partnered with another organization called the Lions Club. You guys heard of the Lions Club? They said, man, you're community-focused and, and oriented like us. Would you like to come be a part of something? Can we do something together? Yeah, Sure. So we found us a charity, A Kid Again, which is an organization that helps kids with life-threatening illnesses feel like a kid again by putting on events. So we put it on an event for them to come, and every dollar that came in went to a kid again. The schools got behind it. Gave us, like, gave us an auditorium, an 1,100-seat auditorium for, for basically nothing. When it would cost other people hundreds if not thousands of dollars to do it. Because we chose to partner, because we chose to bless, because we chose to give. And guess what I did at the beginning of that thing? I said, okay, great, I'm the MC for tonight. Hey, we're going to pray before we start. Father, in Jesus' name, come on. Amen. And you know what I end our event with? There's always some Christian that comes in and wants to do some kind of Christian uh, presentation in that talent show. So I put Trell up last. I said, we're going to do this whole event. I'm going to put you last to act up. And he delivered a message. He said, you know that story's true. <laughs> Told you I had your. I told you I had it, dude. And he told a powerful, moving story about Jesus, and he said it's true. And he invited them to believe in Christ as one of the acts in my show. See, I'm not stupid. I'm gonna get Jesus in there somehow. I told you, dude. <laughs> Look, I've been incredibly blessed.
as a pastor to make such an incredible dent in our community. The people that are now run those events, one of them told me, and she now comes to my church, by the way. She's one of the organizers of all the community events, and she's now at my church. She said, you know, I see you guys everywhere. And she said, I kept telling my husband, we got to check out this simple church. They are everywhere. They are everywhere. Man, we give out decals to people like it's some kind of cult. We don't even care. We're going to put them, and I ain't telling you where to put them, but people slap them on the back of their car. People see simple church everywhere in our community. She said, we got to go check this place out. She came one service and hasn't left. I've got all kinds of, I've got the Parks and Recs director who is, who is one of my friends and she said, I wish our church was doing what your church is doing. I'm like, why don't you just come to mine? <laughs> I, I actually haven't had that conversation with her yet, but I said, you're always welcome. She said, we know, thank you. I pray, I pray that, that what we're doing is inspiring other churches in our community and we're seeing that happen. We're seeing other churches step up because here's what was said. There was no church participating with community events until Simple Church showed up in the city. Now other churches are participating because they're seeing the impact that can be made. And yes, my church is only 150 people. Some of you say, well, that's more than what I've got. Others of you are saying, that's all. But I told you, I'm, I'm more about making an impact for Jesus. And I know that I'm a sower of seeds. Some sows, some water, but God gives the increase. And I know that, that what we're doing, we're being faithful to what God has called us to do. I know that we will see a harvest on that. Now, what time am I supposed to end? Does anybody know that? What is it? 12, is that right? Okay. Oh, well, then we've got plenty of time. Fantastic. Well, let me, let me look through my notes and see what else I got. Let me push this button. I think we've... I think we've been there, right? Alright. Let me see. I, I can tell you about the multiple events that we do. I can tell you that because of our involvement, that when they do events now, when they, they did the Arbor Day celebration, they called me. And I was the pastor that got to pray at the beginning of that event. I can tell you that we have been given such incredible positions of honor. And because we have been willing to be a part of what the city is doing, so we've not had our own events. Reynoldsburg's Got Talent is the only one that I can look at that we do throughout the year that I would say is our event. It was our brainchild, but it's all through partnerships. And businesses come in and they sponsor that. And they come in. City, city Barbecue. How many of you guys enjoy City Barbecue? They give us $2,000 worth of free sandwiches. Now, it was a beautiful night this past or this uh, Saturday night, 27th, February 27th. It was beautiful out. It was a little chilly, but the sun was shining. It didn't feel so cold, and we didn't have a great turnout. So guess who got to take home a lot of meat that night? <laughs> this guy. I got sick. But I was happy. You ever eaten so much food that you've been sick but very happy about it? Like... That was an impressive amount of food I just ate, you know? Like, you want to call somebody and tell them, but you're also ashamed at the same time, you know? (laughs) But outside of that, everything is is partnership. Everything is partnership. So, uh, we've gone and served at at schools. You know, they have have carnivals, they have events. We go. We go and we serve, and we show up again with so many t-shirts on, they go, is Simple Church running this, or was this a school event? We're confused. Right? We like that. We like that kind of stuff. Fourth of July, we're in the parade. If you're not in your, in your community's parade, get in their parade. At their fireworks, does, who, how many people in your community has fireworks? 
Now, if you're part of Columbus and the red, white, and boom thing, that's really, really huge, and I'm not sure the logistics of how that works, but if you're in a town like mine, like Reynoldsburg, 55,000 people, we have our own, our own fireworks. They, they probably have some festivities that they do, like bounce houses and things, like in the area. Does anybody else, does anybody like that? Okay, so Reynoldsburg does that. We go to the park, there's bounce houses. There's a few food trucks, and so we said, hey, can we just come and be a blessing? What we want to do is, in the parade, we gave out over a 1,000 popsicles, which was awesome, and, uh, and then the next day was the fireworks, and so we went to the fireworks, and we took bottles of water just like this, and this label strips off really easy, and we made custom labels. They were stickers, folks. Slapped it on there, and it says, Simple Church, come as you are. Here's our information, and we gave out a 1,000 water bottles this past July 4th for free, at the fireworks. Do you know how much, how much that water cost me? A thousand bo- bottles of water. I think they're probably 12 cents a bottle. Maybe, maybe that's a little more. Yeah, it, it actually didn't cost me anything because somebody got behind the vision of what we were doing and said, we're going to donate that water for you. Come on, when you have big vision, people get behind it. It doesn't have to cost your church anything. They donated. The popsicles were donated. The water was donated. And so we went and we set, we set up a photo booth the photo, you know how much it costs you to, to take pictures? Probably the cost of the camera and the, uh, well, not the, so much the film anymore. Anybody's still doing film. You're doing it wrong. And uh, <laughs> find, find a 12-year-old kid and they'll show you how to use your phone, okay? <laughs> well, we set up a banner. We set up a background at the 4th of July. And we gave them an Instagram frame that said, you know, 4th of July, but it said Simple Church on there. And it said, we love our city. It has said all this cool stuff on it. And we let them take pictures of themselves, and we gave them a business card that said ReynoldsburgPhotoBooth.com. Now, it cost me $12 to buy a web domain like that, right? You buy a web domain, and when they type that in, and they hit enter, oh, it redirects to my website, to a special page where we have uploaded their pictures. And while they're on our website, they might as well look at what we're doing. So I'm directing traffic to our website by using a little business card that doesn't say Simple Church on it, this ReynoldsburgPhotoBooth.com, 25 bucks for a thousand of those business cards, right? Come on, guys, you can make a big impact with a little bit of money if you just. What, what, what can we do? We do face painting, we do balloon animals, all for free at those community events, when and where we can. We don't want to step on anybody's toes. If there's another church doing that, we're not messing with that. We, we want to welcome them. We celebrate. You, you know what? They're already there doing that. We don't need to trump them. What else can we do? You need us to pick up trash? That's what we'll do. Some of us don't want to humble ourselves in that way, though. So when you ask what they need, some of them are going to tell you they need you to wipe some dirty baby butts, or they need you to pick up some trash, or they need you to paint somebody's house, or they need you to whatever it is, and you're not going to like it. But meet the need, folks. Meet the need. So ask lots of questions. So what can you be one of? What are the needs in your community? Just think through that and answer it for yourself. What needs do you see in your community? Who are the hurting people? Why are they hurting? So we've got a poverty level, Aaron, so what fixes that is money. No, probably not. You know what will probably fix that? Somebody who's dedicated to teaching them how to handle their finances better. Maybe you could put on a class. You know how much that will cost you? Zero. Partner with the community. Parks and Rex does these, these classes. You can do a class. I'm also a magician and illusionist. I've been doing it for years. Please don't be offended or upset about that. It means I do. I lie to people, okay? And Because um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really magic. But, but for me to put on a magic class, I, just, I fill out a form 
and tell them I want to teach a class. You can teach guitar. How many of you are, in, are musicians? How about you go and give a free session, a six or an eight week session at your Parks and Recs department. Ask your church if you can use one of their rooms or find a public library or something. Somebody will open their doors for, for a free class for the community. How about you invest in your community that way? What skills do you have? What, what do you have available at your fingertips right now? Are you being a good steward of what God has already given you? Or are you just wanting to complain about what you don't have so you can't do anything? You've got a whole tool belt that you could be investing in people. And what, what, did, what did you say was the most important thing, Trell, about outreach? Ding, ding, ding. You're going to hold a class and you're going to meet people? I did a Boy Scouts or a Cub Scouts thing. Man, you know, I've got to be really honest with you. But the older I have gotten, the more I just get frazzled by little kids. Like, I love them dearly. I do. But I just get frazzled by them. Especially, like, ten of them. Because they're going to kill you. And they're loud. And I just, I just can't think. <laughs> There's no point to that. I just need to get off my chest. No, <laughs> I did this Cub Scout group, and this group approached me, and they said, Aaron, we're, we're a den of Cub Scouts, and we need to do this program called God and Me, and not a single one of them had a pastor in their life that they could ask. And they knew my mother, and they said, do you think your son would do it? And she said, well, let's ask him. Guess who did it? This guy. Guess who was frazzled every week, and I went home just stressed, wishing I had a hot tub, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or some Calgon, so it could take me away. That's not a complaint. That's just that's part of that's part of who I am. But I did it because I made a relationship with five families, and then I said, "All right, since you guys don't have a church, I said we're not. I'm not coming to your den. You can come to my church, and we'll do the classes there at my church." Oh, and then to finish the program, I want to honor you guys, so I need you to come on a Sunday morning so I can give you your certificates. And I have five families who have no church exposure come and 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 see that see that church is not weird. And see that see that it's okay. To not know anything. It's okay to not know what communion means or to even know who Jesus is from a bale of hay. It's okay. We welcome all that. It's important that your church does that, by the way. I know that's not this session, but I'm just saying. It's important that you be okay where people are at with their spiritual journey. Because you were there once too. It's okay for people to have doubts. Create space for that. Don't make them feel stupid for their doubts or they'll walk out your doors. You're going to do all this and you need to be, be willing to take... Take the liars, the thieves, the homosexuals, the people that are broken in their relationships, the people, the addicts. You need to be open to all kinds. Because Jesus said, if anyone would follow after me. And they are included in that list of anyone's. Alright, let me get to some of your questions. What works? We have a policy at my church. We throw spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks. If it sticks, it worked. If it doesn't, it didn't work. I know that's oversimplifying it. But that's the way we do things. If it worked, we do it again. And we figure out how to do it better. So we can get more spaghetti to stick on the wall, right? So I, I can't tell you what works in your, in your situation. I don't know what the needs are of your community. I, I, can't, I can't tell you specifically. But I guarantee you, if you begin to ask that question, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? You'll find out real quick and you'll know what works. 
You'll know the best way to do it. And listen, just because something, somebody says this is what we need and it's beyond your means, it does not mean that you can't be part of somebody who's already doing it. Find somebody who's doing it. We need food. Great, let's find a food pantry because we're not going to do that. We're not going to be another, another place for people to run around and check and see if there's a, is there a food pantry here? Is there a food pantry here? Let's, go, let's just support what God's already doing. Yeah. Let's be kingdom-minded and not worry about whether they know that you contributed or what church that you come from. Because let me tell you something. I have incredible conversations with people at the food pantry and they come to my church because I serve them. And they come. we have a food pantry that has shopping carts and they walk around and we get to be relational. Let me, let me get that for you. Let me, all right, this, this is what you get. They, they shop off the of shelves. And then we load up their carts. And then when I'm done, I say, is there anything I can pray with you about? my second time through rehab. Could you pray for me? My health is failing. My bills... Because they're at a food pantry for a reason, right? I mean, some of them are rolling up in SUVs and all their babies got like iPhones, you know what I'm saying? And they, they like... They, they all, they're all fancy and their nails are done and they look nice. But their problem is not necessarily that they don't have money. Their problem is they don't know how to handle money. They've got a bigger need and that's an identity, pro, an identity crisis. See, they think that who they are is tied up in all that stuff. And they've forgotten to save money for groceries, and that's why they're at a food pantry. So you can love on those people too. Just a little tidbit, something I learned from the Holy Spirit. That was free, by the way. It wasn't in my notes. <laughs> Come on. Roadblocks. What was the roadblocks? I know somebody asked me roadblocks, and I said I would call back. Yeah. What roadblocks have you encountered? How do you overcome them, and what could you absolutely not Uh, no, no, not, not in regard to doing outreach because we find a way. I'm a get-it-done kind of guy, and we're going to get it done, even if it means I'm going to be the one, only one out there doing it. Now, I've never had that situation, but that's my attitude. You know, we're, we're going to do this. If God's, God's told me to do it, we're going to do it. You know, and I, and I just I lead the charge, and I inspire people and rally them. Roadblocks um, can be finances, but let me tell you something. If you, if you put out vision, if you're putting out your vision properly for your outreach and what you want to do, like this one of, so if you, if you start telling people we're going to be one of, Man, people can understand that and they can get behind that. Or they're going to be one of. That means that we can involve, that means that this doesn't have to just be a simple church thing. This can be a whole bunch of other people that we can partner with thing. This can be businesses. This can be other organizations like we did with the Lions Club. That's not a Christian organization necessarily. But a lot of the guys that are in there, uh, they are Christians. If you put out that vision, people get behind that. Be faithful. Be faithful to it. The, the roadblocks are, are going to be your pride. Sometimes it's going to be resources, but let me tell you something. If God's called you to it, if it's His will, it's His bill. If it doesn't happen, maybe maybe there's something you could do better and you can learn from that. Or maybe you just weren't supposed to do it in the first place. Alright. Blueprint. I think I've kind of given some of that when I said ask the questions, right? Anybody need any more on, on a blueprint of what that looks like for you? Because I can't be more specific than start finding out who the influencers are in your community and ask them what do they need. Ask your mayor, ask your parks and recs people, ask your community leaders, talk to them. What do you need? How can we help? I have, I have been upfront and honest with a lot of people and said money is not something we have. Well, but, when, but, you know, sometimes when, the, when a principal says we need $100 a month, well, guess what? We're going to find space in our budget for that, for $100 a month. I didn't care that we didn't have that money or that I could buy, you know, something else with it. We've done that and we've never hurt. God has never, never, ever left us. 
destitute. Every single one of our bills have been paid, even though now we're now in a building that is not a funeral home where we're paying for things. Oh, sorry, yes, that's great. She said, have, I, have we ever used the chamber? Yeah, I'm actually a member of the chamber. Uh, we, I've sponsored luncheons as well and uh, made all kinds of jokes about how I was going to pass buckets and they thought that was hilarious and then everybody was uncomfortable. So, um, <laughs> but, I, I, but I did not sponsor it in the name of Simple Church only. I was the pastor from Simple Church for another event that we were doing where we were partnering with the community. Right? So it made sense for me to be up there. But I am a chamber, a member of the chamber. I am on all kinds of boards in the community, all kinds of planning committees. Look, I know that, that maybe some of you are full-time and that, that's just not your job. But if, you're, if you are full-time ministry, you can make time and space for those things. Because what do you build when you're on a planning committee, Trell? That's right! And I'm meeting with the influencers, the people that are running this city. Regularly. Building relationship with them, having lunch with them, breaking bread. It's simple. It's simple. It's like my church. Gathering teams. Yeah, so look, this, this, is, this is just about, uh, about creating the culture at your church. And maybe this needs to begin with your lead pastor. Always needs to begin with your lead pastor, I would say. Because if he's not on board for, for a culture of being a servant, then you're going to run into all kinds of issues there. But, but do not negate the power of prayer and pray for your pastor. Pray for his heart. Pray, pray that God gives him a heart for the people, that he expands the borders of his heart to love more people. And maybe what your pastor needs is some more support in other areas so that he can begin to care for people in this way. So you need to give him the benefit of the doubt and just assume that he's not a jerk and that he's not more in love with the golf course than he is with people. You just need to give him the benefit of the doubt and pray for him. And maybe you need to begin to ask him the questions. You can lead the way by asking, what do you need? What do you need? So gathering teams has to be a culture that you have at your church. And you have to create that culture. It's not going to happen magically overnight. So if you currently don't have... I know some of, that, some of you, that's going to frustrate you. Don't let it. Don't let it. Unite churches. Develop a, if you are a pastor or in full-time ministry, if there is not a ministerial fellowship, start one. Invite other pastors to it. Say, we can do more together. Be an inspiration to them. If there's currently one, do not walk in there with an agenda. Walk in and say, what do you need? Humble yourself. Put on a butt flap like Jesus did and get on your hands and knees and wash some people's feet. I'm just saying. That's what he did. Read your Bible, guys. I'm just saying what he did. Put on a towel. He took off his robe and put on a towel and said, let me serve you. What do you need? Follow up. So when we're out at our events, we're having conversations. Every single one of my team members are equipped to have spiritual conversations with people. We don't push it on them, but we listen. Everything is about them. We're a very outwardly focused church, and so we're listening for opportunities. And when there is an opportunity to pray with them, I'm more concerned about them meeting Jesus than I am coming to Simple Church. And so, when somebody says, man, this is really going on in my life, you know what, can I pray for you? I believe in the power of prayer. And then I just go for it. I don't always wait on that answer. Jesus, I pray Man, I've seen people get healed. I've seen babies. I, I had a couple come to my church who were, she was not a fool. She was Catholic. She was not a believer in all this. But she, she's like, you know, my kid's got, got an issue with her arms. She said, would you just pray for her at some point in time? You know, just throughout the week as you think about it, I said, let me do it right now. In Jesus' name, God, I pray for this child. She called me 30 minutes later, weeping over the phone, and had an encounter with God because the kid who had, his arm, or had her arm in a sling on the way home took the arm out of the sling and started using it. Look, 
Don't, don't delay. Ain't no reason to delay. Give him Jesus and give it to him now. Ain't no reason to wait. Follow-up is, is, um, is difficult in the way that we do outreach. I'm not going to lie. It is very difficult. Because we don't have connection cards people are filling out. We invite them to come. And when they come, we love on them as, as much as we can. And we, we, we take the relationship to the next level at that point. But, the way, but when we're just doing outreach by partnering with our community, you know, that's, we don't make it a church function. It's a community function. And we're there to be Jesus to those people in every practical way possible. Creative. I think the creative, I think I answered the creative question. You just need to ask questions. You don't need to be creative. You just need to ask questions. And then you need to stop saying, well, we can't and figure out what you can do. Okay? Are, you satis- are we satisfied with that answer? Okay. Partners. Anybody is your partner if they say yes. <laughs> Anybody is your partner if they say yes. So ask. What do you need? What are you doing? Find out how they're already serving the community. Say, can we come help you do that? We don't need our name on the, on, the, on the board. We don't need our name on the advertisements. We don't care about that. What they don't know is that every single person that walks in is going to be a walking billboard <laughs> for your church. You say, are you trying to sell me t-shirts? No. No, that's not my business. But they're powerful. Trusting God for resources. Yes, this is what we do every single time. You know, there's, there's, there's been multiple times where I have, I have asked God, are you sure you called me to this? Because look at what other churches are doing. Look at how amazing everything looks on Instagram and Facebook. And it created, it created a, a discontentment in me. So you know what I did? As much as I love my fellow church planners, I unfollowed them. Because I'm not called to walk the, the walk that they're walking. God called me to a very specific one and we're walking it. And he's landed us on the front page of the newspapers. It has positioned us. But he, he spoke to me not just three weeks ago in prayer one Sunday morning. We were having 21 days of prayer and fasting. He said, Aaron, it's time for you to begin influencing the influencers. And I began to take inventory across my life. And all the places that God has put me as a result of this approach. To be one of. I have the ear of the influencers in this city. And it's time for me to influence them. And I'm running full force at this. If they let me do this session next year, I'll tell you how that's gone. Who knows? What run full force at it? Because I have their ear and I've served them. And they know how much I care before they've ever been concerned about what I know. Okay? Uniting with businesses and schools? I've touched on that, I think. I think we're satisfied there. But there I've got two minutes left. Are there any last minute questions? Yes, sir. I was in a situation one time where I had uh, my, my late wife, you know, lost her, and I didn't have anybody to agree with as men to go to a place. I was at the hospital, you know, James Hospital, but it wasn't a group. So my thought from, you know, you teaching this was to formulate from that. Mm. So you, you mean letting God take your mess and turn it into your message? Amen. Do that. Uh-huh. See, so, so what you don't know about me, because we don't have all the time to talk about me all day long, but my, my past is I was a porn addict. I was, I was three, three hours a day watching pornography. Married, and my life was a living hell. And I was, if I did not use, my hands would tremble and shake. And I, every prayer that I prayed, I could not get breakthrough. And one day that changed. 
one day I surrendered all and gave my heart and life to Jesus. And I mean, really. And He changed everything. And it was, it was, a, it was a journey. And He has turned my mess into my message because now, now I'm walking with young men that are, that are dealing with porn addiction. I'm, I'm one of the counselors for Triple X Church. Maybe you've heard of that, triplexchurch.com. And I'm walking with men because the Holy Spirit said it's time for you to leverage that as well. And now I meet people from all over, all over the country that log in and sit in my online session and I get to pray with them and throughout the week I get to support them and love them. You have a mess that can be your message. Do that. You can create a care group. Why not? You don't have to be overtly Christian to do it. How about you just be human? How about you just be human and when people see your life and the way that you love others, they'll say, what is different about you? Now we're going to get biblical. Hang on, okay? And you become something we call the shiny in my church. And people go, what is different about you? And you say, we live God-honoring lives. We follow biblical principles. Would you like to know Jesus? And they will say yes. You become the shiny at those moments. Just being human. Don't worry about being Christian. I I know that sounds really... Some of y'all are so mad at me for saying that. Because y'all like your terminology and y'all like your badges. But how how about you just be human? I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to dismiss. Father, thank you for this opportunity. I am overwhelmed by your grace that has been on Simple Church. I'm thankful for the position you have given me to influence those that are influencers in my city. And Lord, I pray that that spirit that has rested upon me, that call that you have given me, Lord, I know that people in this room have connected with that. I pray that you would give them every resource they need. I pray that you would teach them every lesson they need to learn. Pray that you would help them understand how to create this culture in their church and in their community. God, and I pray that you would do it all, not so that a church name is glorified, not so that a simple church or another church would grow, but so that your kingdom would grow, so that more people would come to know who you are through their relationships, God. I pray that you would help them understand how to leverage what tools they do have, what talents they do have, what message they do have, and they can use that now. They don't have to wait another moment. God, I pray that you would give them boldness as they step out in the words to say and the connections and the favor that they need as they go. Lord, bless these. And God, I I pray that as they go, Lord, you would send, because you said to do this, you said to pray that that you would send laborers into the fields because the harvest is ready. Lord, send people into the field. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you. Go enjoy lunch.